I'm not going to say exactly, but you know, we're talking seven figures in revenue just just from that one ad or that Ooh. one one video. <laughs> Dang. Okay, I wasn't expecting that. That's pretty juicy there. listening to the Rich Ad Poor Ad podcast, where we break down the financial principles that rich advertisers are deploying today to turn advertising into profit and get tons of traffic to their websites without killing their cash. These advertisers, agencies, affiliates, brands are responsible for managing over a billion dollars a year in ad spend. You'll hear about what's working for them today, their rich ads, and we'll roast their epic failures and crappy ads on the internet with poor ads. Let's get into it. All right, everybody, we're back in business with another episode of the Rich Ad, Poor Ad podcast. We have your hosts, Zach Johnson and Dylan Carpenter in the house. What is good, Zach? Hey, hey, how's it going, man? Good, man. But as you all know, we're going to dive into some ads that killed it, some ads that are not so great, and some good financial tips for y'all. So I'm pumped for this one. I mean, I've been in the game for a while, but man, I've been following this guy, Gil David, for a couple years now, and I was pumped to get him on the podcast. But a little bit about Gil, small ad agency over in the UK. Um, he's the founder of Run DMG. He's a big e-com guy. They probably manage five to six million a year. He has quite a few co- you know, businesses spending multiple six figures on ads on the Facebook side of things. And he's also a Facebook marketing partner for the tech side of things. So Gil, man, pumped to have you on. Hey Dylan, hey Zach, pumped to be on. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're like one of the first few uh, agency partners that uh, is in the UK and Ireland, man. So I'm excited to, to dive into that a little bit today too. <laughs> Am I the first or one of the first? I think you are the first. <laughs> you know, like half of Facebook's revenue comes from advertisers in the US. And uh, we were just talking, you know, before the show, like it's a totally different game you know, working with, with folks, you know, in Ireland, yeah. in the UK, like yeah. they think about things differently. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like you are like way overqualified for any advertiser <laughs> in Ireland, the UK. <laughs> oh man. Well, Hey, that's not a bad thing. N- number one over there. So I mean, hell yeah, but sweet. Yeah. Give everybody a little background kind of who you are, what you're getting into just so people have some context there. Yeah. So I guess my whole, my journey into, into where we're at now started, probably when I was at, at uni over here or, or, you know, the equivalent of college over here. And that was, must be like 18 years ago now. So you, you can kind of tell my age by that. Um, <laughs> and, and my degree back then was in, in marketing. And that was like, it's kind of crazy when I look back on it now because th- there was nothing digital that existed back then. I think maybe, I don't know if Google even had ads back then, but like Facebook wasn't around. Um, Instagram definitely wasn't around. Snap wasn't around. Um, so it's, it's funny when I look back and think how different, Different the world of marketing is is now to, to what it was back then, but I think it was a good it was a good way for, for getting a grounding in kind of general principles of marketing. Um, back then it was I think it was only four P's of marketing, and now there's you know you see seven or eight that people talk about. Really? Um, oh man! Yeah, I've seen yeah I've seen like, like yeah it's it's basically the same kind of thing, but they just expand it so it's their own their own thing. They can say yeah they invented the seven P's of marketing. Oh. Um, and then, yeah, and then well, most of my background is in in health and fitness clubs. So uh, went my way up in sales and marketing, um, regional sales and marketing, and and then I was actually managing health clubs for a bit. And then I just kind of got a bit bored of what I was doing. Um, I was thinking, you know, what did I enjoy most about about my job? You know, it definitely wasn't receptionist turning up late or having to discipline people and stuff like that. Um, and it was really the marketing side of the thing, and in, in particular, Facebook ads was, was what I enjoyed 
doing from what I was doing back then. Um, and then I was thinking that this was, so I was about 35. I was always wanted to have my own business. Um, I was moving anyway from where I was at to, to be with my, now my wife. Um, and I thought, you know, if I don't go out on my own now, I'll, I'll never do it. Um, and then started off as, as more of a consultant, um, just, you know, freelance working with, with smaller businesses, um, worked my way up, got more and more experience on, on bigger and bigger accounts. Um, I was, I was lucky to get, you know, t- two people that have kind of been important on, on my way up was, uh, Deepesh Mandalia. I don't know if you guys mm. know him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think he, he actually like, um, I don't know, he's seen stuff like I was, I was posting in Facebook groups and, and asked if I wanted to be a mod in his group. That was the first one. And then I think it was only a couple of months later, um, Tim Bird came to me and said, said a similar thing. And, you know, he liked the kind of stuff that I'd been posting. He was setting up this new ad leaks group. Um, did I want to want to be a part of that? Um, and so, yeah, that, that must be like, I don't know, two two years ago now, something like that. And then that that really kind of, as well as me sharing knowledge that I had from from stuff that I was doing in accounts, that really kind of level, leveled me up because of the, the company I was keeping, kind of people that I was speaking with, the people that I had in my network. Um, and then, yeah, and then kind of after a few months, well, actually probably after about a year, I realized that, you know, things was, were growing. I couldn't just do everything myself. And then it has grown into into a small agency now. Um, you know, I have, I have a small handful of, of contractors and staff that I work with. I don't, I don't ever want it to grow into a big agency. You know, I probably could go down that route, but you know, I think I'm a bit too old. I've got other kind of priorities. Um, so, you know, keep keeping it fairly small, working with clients that I really want to work with, um, businesses that I, I find interesting and they're, they're fun to run the ads for, um, and getting results as well. So, because I take all the accounts very personally, because most of our business, I'm fortunately we don't have to advertise to, to get clients. Um, most of them come through referrals or people that see my content or know me from, from groups and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And then, you got to play it safe in those referral situations there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then cause it's coming through me, you know, it's not a case of, you know, it's like the classic big agency thing where, um, people go to someone because they know, know whoever the CEO is and then they get passed off to it. And it's a, some junior that's making 10 bucks an hour that's actually running the account. Um, <laughs> but but even in our, our smaller accounts, you know, I'm still very involved in the strategy and making sure that we're delivering results for the clients because, like I say, it's, it's, it's you know, personally attached to my name. What's the ratio from accounts over in the UK to US? I'm kind of curious on that. Um, so probably, probably out of the total, probably about 30, 30 35% of the accounts are, are US. Um, and now we're mainly, like, when we started out, I was, we were doing bits of lead gen and stuff like that as well, but now it's, it's mainly e-com focused. Um, and then, you know, apart from that, there's a couple of other areas. So I think it's good being at least a little bit diversified. So even though we're very heavy on Facebook and Instagram, we do a bit of Snap. But I also do some some consulting, some white label stuff with with other agencies. Um, and then because we're an FMP for for tech services, we do get some clients directly from Facebook, which is which is a nice kind of sideline for media buying. And it's it's definitely a lot less stressful as well. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll do some tech stuff for you. Oh, I see your ads can do room for improvement. You know, that's, that's such yeah, a good yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then oh, that's yeah. right because you know, because yeah, they're you know they're already you know there's no there's no question that they're not going to work with you on Facebook. Um, at, at different points, they they normally give them a, a a kind of ad credit as well towards the work they get done. So um, that, that's nice, and that's it's something that I've been really thankful for because it's a good you know it's a good source of income for the for the business. Hell yeah. No, it's a game changer there. It creates such an authority, I would imagine. But yeah. 
But shoot, man, let's go ahead and segue into this rich ad segment. I've been pumped to dive into this one. I love customized gear. But yeah. is this one of your clients' city locks? Yeah, it's one of the clients we won't run ads for yet. Heck yeah. So let's go ahead and dive into this bad boy. We got some kind of longish copy, super customized hats. We got a bitly yeah. link, the actual copy itself. Go ahead and kind of dissect this bad boy, give us some context. And ultimately, I'm kind of curious on how this ad did for you. Yeah, so this ad, and it's not it's not just this ad. It's and it's not it's not so much the copy either because I run this with different copy versions. Um, that that's like the OG version of the ad. Hell yeah. Um, and then it's an example of how, and I think a lot of advertisers forget this, but iterating on what works is is huge. And sometimes people get away from that, or they think you know that we have to try tons of di completely different stuff. So even taking this same video, um, using it um, as a header. Or, or hero for collection ads. Um, it's been been big um, doing that as well. Um, chopping the video up in different ways. Sometimes um, we actually actually because because that video did so well, the client got got one reshot with the, with the same customer there, and that one didn't do as well. But um, yeah, just using that same video in different ways, cutting it in in different ways, using it in, on top of collection ads was a game changer as well, and we got a lot more more juice out of it. Um, and running it with different copy as well has, has got more juice out of it. So, you know, it's, it's a reminder, you know, of the value of of taking something that works um, and just just iterating on it and testing different things around it to to keep keep getting sustained performance out of it. And and that ad, um, it's I'm not going to say exactly, but you know, we're talking seven figures in revenue just just from that one ad or that Ooh. one one video. <laughs> Dang. Okay, I wasn't expecting that. That's pretty juicy there. Yeah. Now, was this from Dynamic Creative or an actual kind of page post ad, more or less? Uh, no, that that was a just a, a video ad that the the client got done. Uh, they, they've had other other ones like similar to that, obviously because because that style worked and 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 they worked to an extent, but but not not quite as well as as that one ad um, has done and and the other versions of that ad and just kind of using it in different ways. So with this being a seven-figure kind of ad, was this an ad that you put in a dollar and get two bucks out, or was it one of those where you put a dollar in and get five or six out? Was it pretty, you know, somewhat solid row ads kind of there, or was it pretty like, oh my, this is doing some wonders? Yeah, you're talking. Um, probably, I think I have to check actually what what lifetime ROAS is on on all the ads running this, but you're probably looking at at least a three x on this one. Man, heck yeah. And for your audience targeting, I mean, for this kind of customized gear, was it pretty much anyone and everyone? Did you have a specific demographic you were going after? Because it's, it's it's kind of a tricky one, I would imagine. It seems pretty niche. Yeah, we, we tried different ones. And then what what's working best in there at the moment is, and, and you know, you've probably seen this trend as well, but um, so 10% lookalike stacks, so they're, they're working well. Um, and also some some open targeting. And then mixing in as well, um dpa's top of funnel which again is something that i think a lot of people forget they 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 default to using running dynamic carousels and not not even collection ads because that's something again that people forget but but using those top of funnel as well um has, has had really good results in this account man that's a snazzy one yeah i was, I was, I was like man i'm kind of curious how this is kind of doing here but this is a, a super legit account hell yeah yeah Freak yeah! And it's been fun to run. You know, it's it's fun products. You know, they they come up with good stuff all the time. There's it's good creative. Um, so and you know they're, they're a really good client to work with. So I'm I'm pleased that you know we've been able to get them good results. 
And the best part is the video doesn't seem very professionally done. So, I mean, I feel like we've had a lot of cool brands on, like, like Trev Hossos was a good example to where, you know, they, they spend a lot of money on creative, but their actual rich ad ended up being something they went to a little festival on. Hey, try this hot sauce. Let's, let's get your reaction to where yeah. I feel like this kind of brand can really have that user generated kind of, you know, aspect to it as well, which is pretty snazzy. Yeah. And that's another trend that, that we've seen over the last probably six to 12 months, which is, is UGC. And again, people might default to thinking, oh, UGC, that should be bottom of funnel. It should be in retargeting. But actually, top of funnel, it's, it works really, really well for us in, in you know, across several different accounts. Um, and just just making ads that don't look too much directly like ads and, and are interesting to people. Oh, exactly. I mean, I, I can definitely count on multiple hands how many videos we've used that are like cost more than 10K to make. And they yeah. actually don't do anything for ads. And I'm like, oh, let's, let's go hit up some yeah. of these influencers. <laughs> yeah. Get someone to film something on their iPhone and that's it. <laughs> freaking right well hell yeah man seven figures in this bad boy that's a quite a juicy ad this episode is brought to you by funnel dash's ad card the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend and if you're an ad agency that manages seven or even eight figures a year in media and ad spend for your clients and you're looking to double your profits over the next six to 12 months then check out ad card see the typical agency model is this you charge 10 percent of your spend you make 10 to 20% margin at the end of the day. So that's really one to 2% of your client's spend that is profit in your business. The easiest way to double that is to really find a way to earn in that one to 2% cash back of the card that is on file of your client's ad account. And before ad card, what you had to do was invoice all your clients for their ad spend up front, which is really difficult on a cash flow basis and very difficult ask and then you had to put the card on your own amex or whatever card of choice to get that level of value back into your business with ad card it's entirely different and streamlined you simply get your clients on ad card and make yourself the agency of record and you'll get the cash back as long as you're managing the ad spend it's a great way to double your profit without doing any additional work check it out at funnel-.com let's go ahead and ease the mood a little bit dive into this poor ad segment so Gil, okay. i know you've heard of fiverr um i've never seen a fiverr ad being promoted but go ahead and well, check out your messenger let's get some first initial <laughs> reactions and just so everybody's aware it seems like this guy has a fiverr account he's trying to get some more business so he makes an ad for it and it's not very great so Gil, let's get this person <laughs> oh yeah you're gonna love this one man yeah, I think uh, yeah, not not very great is an understatement. Um, I mean, the, the first thing is it, it just looks spammy. It's it's horizontal, so that gets lost. So you know that's you know square should have been what everyone's using or or four or five <laughs> for at least two years, three years even. Um, oh, yeah. And how niche all... could religious book writing be? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you got service ad. <sighs> this. Yeah, um, no, this was, so I just surfed the web, so I may have found this one oh, in a okay. group, but yeah, uh -huh. I, that one doesn't, yeah, so I would say I probably <laughs> found, I probably got hit by 60% of the ads we roast, but this one may have just been from somebody, but it was posted in the past two weeks, so it's pretty brand spanking new. Wow. And then but, it just looks spammy, so yeah, just the way it's just the Fiverr logo, it's, it's not from Fiverr, so there's there's a immediate disconnect there. The 
the page is called Sirachism. Um, so no, it looks kind of foreign. I don't know. You, you know, you wouldn't look at that and think, oh yeah, it's a, it's an American or it's a UK brand. Oh, all I can and think yeah. of sriracha, like the actual hot sauce. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you, you got to love all in cats. Yeah, yeah. Oh, send send a message. So, I mean, if, for those who are you know listening, we'll have this in the show notes, but we'll go ahead and say this is how you don't run ads. You know, it's a great example. All caps, no call to action. You know, it's good for the notebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh. uh, yeah. I'd, I'd say the performance isn't great on that one. Hey, plot twist. The conversion rate is actually 40%. No, I'm not totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Fiverr. That's, that's probably, lessons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's probably one of those they'll get a load of people like just clicking on send message by accident, and, and that's that's all it'll get. Yeah. I. You know, it's it's times like these where I wish I could find the guy who did this and like what was your thought process man how are the results you know because <laughs> who knows it could be so bad it, like did good you know what i mean like it's facebook's weird but i you know i think we could better better say it's not a very good ad <laughs> yeah and just I'm, I'm still trying to work out what religious book writing computation is <sighs> i don't even know how you target for this man like uh, yeah that'd be <laughs> i wish i could see that continue That's... reading i'm not gonna lie to you i tried to look up the page and i couldn't find anything i'm like what else could be in that freaking you know, ad copy but yeah it's that's rough <laughs> I, might, I might have to go on go on the page actually and try and see do some digging man but you know those poor ads they always ease the mood a little bit it's fun to just roast somebody else's ads who aren't yours you know let's be real it's it's hard to talk trash on ads you write uh, I'm, I'm guilty of that but let's go ahead and dive into this kind of final segment on the kind of more taking a page out of that rich dad poor dad book so we yeah. love kind of diving into some sort of, you know, financial tips. You know, we've had a lot of, you know, startups, businesses, agencies, and all walks of life. But it's super interesting on the kind of, you know, what they think those super juicy financial tips are. So in your world, what would you kind of, you know, give to some of the listeners out there? And, you know, we got a ton of agencies, media buyers, businesses. So like, what kind of tips would you have out there on the more financial side of things? So... I guess there's two, and one's something that I heard a while back, and it's something that I kind of did unconsciously, subconsciously anyway, and it's it's more of a general business tip rather than a, a media buying or agency one. So, and, and it's pretty basic, and it, it was just they said, you know, you should always keep at least um, 25% of your of your revenue um, and just put it away and, and not do anything with it. And I think especially over the last, you know, with what's happened in the world the last few months, that's even more relevant than, than it would have been before. Um, and just having that that kind of buffer so that that gives you like at least should be at least three months um revenue as as a buffer so then obviously if you're an agency because i know a lot of agencies had to um i think it was a bit different in the states but they they kind of what's called furloughed their staff um, over here um or had to make people redundant um because you know they lost clients and the only the only thing they could do was was cut cut their costs and the first cost they could cut there was was staff um so yeah, so yeah, really, really simple thing is just, just kind of having, putting at least twenty five percent away somewhere. Not, you know, you're not, not touching it, and it's always there if you need it as a buffer. So that's that's kind of a more, a more general tip than that. I think that applies to to any business really. Oh yeah, big time. And then with agencies, so, and this is more to do with the way the way that we work with agencies. And I, I always speak with our agency owners, and we go backwards and forwards on different models and stuff, and. F- maybe it doesn't make sense for for huge agencies because they have 
a lot more cost. And again, that kind of goes back to a bit the first point. But you know, when they have big offices and you know you've got 100, 200 staff members. But the way we like to work with with our clients is as more of a, a partnership, um, because I, I don't like the whole agency client dynamic in the first place. I think it's a little bit, um, you know, it puts you on a bit of a negative footing some sometimes to start oh, yeah. with. So I always say to our clients, you know, we like to work as a partner. You know, we're not an employee, um, so you have to be clear about that because otherwise that that can get things off on the wrong foot. But you know, we'll work we'll work with you as a partner to grow the business, and then part of that is the way way we work with you know and this is more if, if they've been running ads a little bit um, and they know the numbers um and it's it's working off more of a, a performance basis so it's it's you know going through with them you know what what is your what is your goals in terms of ROAS or, or cpa whatever the main goal is um what is your your baseline your break even um are those numbers and then setting a target a little bit above that maybe um, and then that's the first first tier we have, and that might be what that would like is maybe five percent of revenue from from Facebook ads. Then having um, at least one one to two higher tiers. So say say that's a two x. So if the account's at two x, um, our retainer would be five percent of, of revenue. Is is that just based off the Facebook ads, or is the business as a whole? That would be because we only mainly mainly just run Facebook. So yeah, I mean it wouldn't be fair really to take a chunk out of out of the whole business, especially if they're running other channels themselves. Um and plus like if if they're running if they if they've got a solid email set up and um you know we we'd run some basic Google and, and Snap campaigns as well for clients. But it, it all helps the Facebook ads and you know what it's like with attribution. There will be some kind of um crossover if if they've got another agency running running their Google maybe. Um so yeah, so that that would be based off of ads manager for us. I do know some agencies that maybe um, if they're, if they're running more for the client, then it's it's out of the whole revenue. Um, do y'all typically have a, a base retainer there on the performance sides where it's you know X? Yeah. Um, and if we hit this, it's that five percent, or is it straight up just that five percent? Yeah. So I'd, I'd always have because I know some agencies they might have that and nothing else, but you know for me that's that's too much of a risk. So oh, yeah. um, you know we we always have a minimum retainer which. Um, at least, you know, make sure that, you know, our costs and our time is covered and that there's a bit of profit in there for the agency. Um, but it's definitely, you know, it gives us more more of an incentive to to be, you know, performing for the business at the levels they want. And then generally the, the higher tiers would be more like about 10% of, of revenue for Mads. Um, and then that's obviously, you know, where, you know, we can make more than, than a standard ad spend model, but, you know, we're, we're kind of, it's a bit of a risk because we're we're basing that on our performance and, banking that we can get the results for the client and that's the way to do it these days i mean it, you both got a little bit more skin in the game so there's, there's once you have that performance you know incentive i feel like it's such a win-win and i mean even from a point you kind of mentioned a little bit earlier hey we're coming in as a partner i think that's yeah. a key way to look at it versus hey we're not an employee we're not an agency we're looking to kind of more partner with you to where it's like you know they're more or less trying to help me versus you know make a quick buck more or less yeah, exactly, and and again, you know, the, the way I I run things, you know, I, ideally I want to be working with with a client for for years, um, and it's not just a case of having to take on clients to make sure that the bills are paid, which I know is you know it's fair enough that that's a consideration for for bigger agencies with, with more bills, um, but still, you, you know, you know, it's like some some agencies, it's you know, they just take anyone on and they just put a junior on the account and they're churning and burning clients every every three four months. Um, oh, and that's so, such a real thing. The agency model, every, everyone and their mom has one, it seems like. So I feel like retention just yeah. worse and worse these days. 
Yeah, when I was that, and you know, people get told it's an easy thing to do. You, know, you can set up, you probably see it like I have in groups, Dylan, but people that get told, you know, you can have a Facebook ads agency and you don't have to know anything about Facebook ads, just join a group, find a couple of good media buyers that are kind of remote somewhere. Um, and then sort of to Gil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably be too expensive. And you're in to business. Them, but, but like they find people in, you can get good media buyers in like Eastern Europe and places like that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's not the way I'd want to do business. You know, just kind of misleading people and making out like I've got a big agency and, and I know about Facebook ads and I'm an expert when, you know, I'm just, I don't know what they are, estate agents or something or, or realtors, you'd call them in the States and they just set up an agency on the side and, and it's other people doing all the work. Oh yeah. And I mean, even <laughs> for my white label days, the amount of agencies I would chat with who had no idea what they were doing or how new they were trying to yeah. come in like a big dog i'm just like oh my gosh man like these clients aren't gonna last more than two months with you <laughs> like, it's crazy and then they'll just <laughs> they'll just take anyone on you know because they don't know any better they're just they're just salespeople basically so and they'll and, and again like you've probably seen this Dylan, but you know they give people really unrealistic ideas of what kind of returns they're going to get and then you know we've all taken on clients from people and they say oh i've been burned by two three different agencies before they said i was going to get a 5x and i was only getting a, a 2x um <laughs> well first of all your average order value is 25 bucks you know so let's get real yeah 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 <laughs> you get a five dollar cpa is you know we're not in 2015 here yeah for freaking real man yeah i was reading something that, and it may have been from nick shackleford like diving into you know, I have a lot of small spenders, and you know, it's easy to get four to seven X. I mean, even 10 X sometimes, but once you start spending more than hundred K a month, I mean, pushing three X is almost pretty unrealistic to where I don't know if I even know any brands that spend more than hundred K that are getting a three X to where luckily they understand, you know, the LTV models, you know, kind of more in effect for them versus trying to make a profit on that first side of things. But expectations these days are crazy. And it's just from guys posting groups, Hey, check out this 10 X, yeah. this 20 X to where it's, just false expectations, which hurts everybody at the end of the day. Yeah, and you see that, and I've seen that a lot more recently in groups. Also, people are posting that, that are spending more, that are spending more like like six figures, and they're getting maybe a 2.5, 5x, something like that. And there's people like commenting, oh, oh that's that's crazy. I'd get fired from all my clients <laughs> if I was only getting a 2.5x. It's like, okay, but you're spending like maybe 10, 20k max a month, and it's a completely different different ball game. Um, <laughs> oh, it's unreal. Right, and I always say to like, if any business, if, if they're spending more than 100k on ads and they, they say that they need more than more than 3x to, to be profitable, then for me, that's something wrong with the business rather than the, the ads or the agency or the media buyer. Oh, big time. Mm. There's so many moving parts to where I've had numerous occasions where I'm like, look, man, the front end KPIs are good. There's something up with the product page or shipping costs or something to where yeah everybody likes to point a finger at somebody you know and it's, it's, it's fun sometimes you know it is definitely the ad sometimes but it's nice when it's yeah. like well hey this is actually killing it on the ad side it's something over here it's where it's like hell yeah you know 100 <laughs> percent. but yeah but it's you know it's easy to blame you know the first person to blame is the media buyer and it could be you know they might change something on the website or you know, there's a global pandemic um but yeah the, the first person they blame is the media buyer oh true that it's just the way of the game well yeah you just just get used to it oh yeah 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 get some thicker skin y'all yeah 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 you have to be a rhino in this game well snap man this was killer super valuable appreciate the time there but hey where can everybody kind of get in touch with you and what do you have kind of popping up coming soon 
So I'm I'm pretty active on well, I'm active on I'm actually more active on probably LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram than I am on on my own Facebook. But um, yeah, so you can catch me on on LinkedIn. My Twitter is at Gil underscore Run DMG. Uh, Instagram is at Go Run DMG. Um, and I'm always happy you know, if anyone's got any questions or anything like that. Um, I'm happy answering those and talking crap about ads. Um, <laughs> and then the website, if you, if you want to email me, if you're interested in working together or anything, the website's www.run-dmg.com. Um, you can hit me up from there. Well, hell yeah, man. Gil, much appreciated. Thanks for hopping on, man. We had an absolute blast. Thanks for having me, guys. so much for listening to another episode of the rich ad poor ad podcast if you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go go ahead and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify youtube and richadpoorad.com slash podcast and if you absolutely love the show go ahead and leave a review and a comment share with a friend if you do take a copy screenshot of it email me zach at funnel-com show me you left a review and i'll give you a free copy of the rich ad poor ad book to learn more about the book go to richadpoorad.com to leave a review, go to richadpored.com slash review. Thanks again.